Hello, welcome to Culture Dumps. I'm Ryan Lichten. I'm here with Parks Miller. And today's dump is incredibly relevant to right now, but we are going to go a little bit light today. We've been doing a lot of Podcast 99 stuff uh, in the wake of this new documentary coming out. So we've been interviewing a lot of people for that. So if for some reason you haven't heard Podcast 99, check it out. Uh, there's, there's new stuff going. But um, Parks, what are we talking about today? We are talking about the um the infamous kevin Federline. k fed he was k fed known to some and uh yeah he really is deserving of a dump but of course i'm sure most people have been aware of this kind of free britney movement and her conservatorship and kind of it's kind of reaching a, a peak uh, i'd say in the news um so we were like oh this is a great time to kind of include our this is like a perfect culture dumps way of doing it we're not gonna go into that Britney Spears right. conservatorship so much because there's so many places you can hear that. But this is a very dumpy way to kind of take our take on it is like, here's this like, shall I say, like deadbeat esque boyfriend guy who right. was there who. But I mean, he's actually, you know, in the timeline of things, he's pretty big into if you're, you know, the reason why she got that conservatorship placed upon her when she had her kind of public meltdown the shaved head all those incidences right i mean that that stuff involves the children that she had with kevin Federline and the custody exactly um so he kind of and i know people remember him but obviously it's all about britney spears yeah but this is kind of the like i would say this is a transition between just her being a megastar and then she was dating Kevin Federline, and everyone was a little bit like, what the hell's going on? You're Britney Spears. You're super hot. You're super successful. You're beautiful. You got the world in your palm, and then you're dating this guy. So yeah. that was kind of a transition into then, like, this whatever meltdown Britney phase that everyone really knows about. Yes. Well, you know, she, she, yeah, she walked the thin blue fetter line. But um, the, the thing is, <laughs> is, you know, he wasn't it, it did make sense as to why they started dating. And we'll get into that. It's not some it's not like she just like picked this guy up backstage, you know, like he had like a career True. and like was 100 percent a part of the pop machine world. But before right. we, we really get into it. Uh, you know, with Britney Spears and this whole thing with, that's going on with her, the whole free Britney movement. First of all, folks, all of you fucking people doing that shit, especially the ones crazy enough to hold the signs up, you're kind of part of the reason why she's in this situation in the fucking first place. This, this extreme fandom, this never letting her alone, this like uh -huh. consistent, like everyone putting their like throwing their hat in the ring as far as like what they think about her you know and it's only getting yeah. more and more crazy and so the fact that there's been like four documentaries on major outlets that have come out right. just about this thing in the past year is so meta because it's like this is the kind of shit that drove her fucking nuts <laughs> like you know what i mean it, that's like a, that's a really good point I it, mean, in a way you know i'm not saying it's like i mean it, obviously there's more to it than that but it's something to really consider because it's like you know, it, it's it all comes down to her being the most famous fucking singer in the world at the time, and like it that like kind of cracking her and her never getting a chance to to talk or whatever, and then eventually her not really being able to speak for herself because the court of public opinion mm -hmm. turned into the court of law, and like her right. actually not being able to speak for herself. And and it is that is a very interesting point because even uh, I hadn't thought about that. 
I mean, even though I would say that people, I think most people doing the free Britney stuff are definitely sort of feeling like they've know enough to feel like they're kind of on the right side, the just side, right? Like supporting and, her, and there's probably truth to that. Yes, but it, you do make a good point. Like, say you're going through like a bad breakup or something, and then just like some fucking person you don't know very well is just like, "Oh, that really sucks that that's happening," you know? Right. And then it's like, "Well, I don't actually want to talk to it with you because I don't even fucking know you." Right. And so multiply that by a million, even if they're like, you know, oh, I heard that you're the, I heard your side and I support you, but it's like, yeah, these people don't actually know. Yeah, her, exactly. It it's like, like an incredibly personal situation. It, it absolutely on. is. And that that's kind of the thing. And for those of you that might ask, well, why not just do a thing? I mean, there's so many Britney moments that could fall mm -hmm. into the culture dumps thing. Well, the thing is with Britney Spears is if like with all this shit that's happening 10 years from now, that would be a culture dump. It's far right. too relevant, far too... Uh, again, there was like four major documentaries made about this thing this year. You know, and it, again, it, yeah. it just like mm -hmm. fuels the fire that put her in this bad position in the first place. But... It's true. I, st I still want to do the the future dumps, the... I don't know what you call future it. Late dumps. night Taco Bell. Late mm, night Taco Bell. Dumps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but basically something that, you know, you're like... Trying to predict what what is big now that later, I mean, this everyone's is a, gonna be like so. No, yeah. I had nothing to do with that shit. That shit was so lame, right? You know. Well, you know, it's like I, I see the dump happening right before my eyes because I live in Los Angeles, forming, and in West Hollywood, you know, they have like that's where like the first like i believe like some of the first big like actual on the street holding up picket sign protests to free britney happened you know and you, and you see this shit and people like you know drive by and honk and support and stuff and i'm like this is fucking crazy like you know yeah. <laughs> like and it's a, it's and a really unfortunate thing that that she's going through um and we're gonna i guess that's do our, our boy own ryan part. What's that? Yeah, and we're yeah, and then we're gonna also just yeah. We're, speaking but of throwing hats into the let's ring, a, <laughs> let's let's defend our podcast by saying that we are we try to bring the facts. Right. I mean, we do t we talk about things that happen, and of course, we have a ton of opinion in it. But it is more like, hey, like this was this guy Kevin Federline, and I mean, we're gonna make a couple of jokes about him. Totally. Yeah, it's kind of funny, but ultimately it's more like this is this thing that happened as yeah. opposed to like, let's just go and, you know, whatever. Anyway, right. Well, and, and it, it, would, it, it would be really easy to just be like, we're going to just talk about Britney Spears. No, like, let's just talk about the guy. And again, folks, this one's going to be a little bit of a lighter one. Um, we've really been, you know, burning the candle at both ends here as far as the podcast 99 stuff. Um, you know, you, I guess we'll like we've always said, we can never escape Woodstock 99. But. Uh, you know what? True. Nine's with 99 Federline. So Kevin Federline. Federline. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Born in Fresno, California. Fresno is a bleak place. It's the it's the perfect um, setting for a young man to develop dance moves in front of a mirror. <laughs> you know, and mm -hmm. try and dance his right, way out right. of out of the life that, that, that he was living. Um, yeah. So first, yeah, talent. He does have a talent. He was he was a dancer, a backup dancer for some for Michael Jackson. Justin yes. Timberlake, Destiny's Child, so some pink. very <laughs> pink. These are big acts, you know. So it's it's he he has right. he was kind of m making his way up in that world. 
which well, is also yeah. dan- the world of dance is incredibly competitive. So I imagine yes. securing a spot dancing for Michael Jackson that is no small feat. No, that would be very difficult. And to that do. was the most surprising thing for me when we were looking up stuff about him because, again, yeah, he kind of has this reputation of like you know when he came onto the scene in Britney's life, it was like. You know, she was smoking a lot of cigarettes then, and they were, like, partying and stuff, and they kind of had, like, a Whitney Bobby thing going for a second, you know, where, like, they yeah. were just seen in public being kind of, like, like not living up to the standard that we hold pop stars at Britney Spears' status, too, you know? You could you could maybe argue uh, it's sort of like the, a white trash Whitney Bobby sort of vibe. Absolutely. I think, yeah. You know, I think she was letting her hair down. And yeah, and then eventually shaving it off. Yeah, and it, letting it all. <laughs> well, and also there's just something very like Trailer Park Boys about the like super like urban wear white guy. Like I practice dancing and like I rap and stuff. Like it just like it. I mean it all. And I mean look at the fucking biggest uh you know guy like that Eminem. It's like he literally came from a fucking trailer park. So it's like there right. there is gonna be this thing there. Not with fucking everyone and a lot of backup dancers. You know, there, there's either there's two like. Uh, I guess schools of backup dancers, you could say. And there's going to be like the kind of like, yeah, like trailer park trashy kind of like, you know, and not to knock trailer parks or anything. This is just, you know, figure of speech here, not being classist or anything like that. But, uh, you know, there, there's like that and like that. I'm really into rap and hip hop and R&B. So I'm going to practice this. And then there's like the like I'm classically trained in dance. And like I like I express mm-hmm. myself through dance. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, and like yeah. the kind of like there's like the two kinds like there's like, and I, I you know, like an effeminate kind kind and then the like kind of trashier kind and uh yeah for for the for the males yeah i mean yeah, well, for, like for the more, males yeah i feel like female more, backup dancers it's more a little more uniform but with males you're either like this like kind of like too soft to be a rapper but still like rough around the edges or you're like a guy that would be a backup dancer for a pop star <laughs> right and i guess that's the 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 more macho one i mean there's just not really a ton of that stuff in like rock and roll so the hip hop kind of has, you know, always had like a sort of pretty macho energy to it. But then you had these pop stars in the 2000s kind of really incorporating a lot of hip hop dance moves. Yeah. So then that could kind of be the lane to be this kind of like the 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 macho sort of I, I've said that word already, but, you know, that yeah. kind of dancer. <laughs> Um, right. And it's also funny to just think about in these time of like the early 2000s where that type of i mean there's still tons of backup dancers but it just felt like you saw a lot of backup dancers yes. in the videos well and the I, choreography was yeah. a big part also beats a lot of beats were just extremely maximal and kind of pretty rhythmically intricate like if you listen to destiny's child songs or those britney spears productions there's like I a mean, million things a t- happening there's a ton of instruments going on you know right yeah, absolutely. And you know, like this that era when when Kevin Federline started, you know, dancing professionally, again, making it to Michael Jackson's backup dance team, which is the biggest you could get as a backup dancer. I mean, like, you know, say what you yeah. want about Michael Jackson, that is the most successful pop star in history. No one will ever fucking and tear that so down. For his dance moves, for so his to dance, be a backup dancer. It's huge. You know. Yeah, it, it's absolutely huge. And it, it, like you know, it's 
like anything with Michael Jackson is, is the biggest. And to me, that was the biggest like kind of reason why Kevin Federline um, was looked at incorrectly, you know, and, and only mm-hmm. with the lens of retrospect can we see like, no, like it actually made sense that him and Britney would get together because he was one of the world's leading backup dancers. And, yeah. And he was talented, but not nearly as famous. So it wasn't just this right. random guy. Also, I think a big misconception is that he he didn't actually dance for her. He right. wasn't her backup dancer. Yes. But because he was backup dancing for Justin Timberlake, you know, all these pop stars, he was in the circles with it. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. And, and it's also funny with that, that he did dance for Justin Timberlake because it's kind of like, you know, because uh, Timberlake and Britney dated. And so it's like, well, I'm going to fuck yeah. your backup dancer and get back at you, you know. Who knows, you know. But, yeah, I mean, it's it, and it's funny because we do doing some research does take you into a little more that tabloid kind of uh, research. And, yeah, it sounded like uh, they were kind of getting to know each other by being, you know, partying a lot, going to clubs a lot. Yeah, well, they were were both young, you know, super young. Extremely young. Britney Spears was very young. She had been successful for, you know, what, five or six years with chart-topping hits. But now I think she's – and she's entering that – or fully in the swing of sort of that rebellious thing. And, you know, obviously we saw it with Miley Cyrus where when you're taking stars as when they're just sometimes literally pre literally children. Yeah. And then you start, they start growing up, their songs start becoming sexual. And then there's this weird thing where there's this clash of like in the public eye, you're still supposed to be that innocent to quote Britney. And then, you know, so then you start rebelling with your image and you she did like slave for you. And that was this like provocative song. But then you also just start rebelling by like acting like pounding cigs and going. Yeah, just like drinking Red Bull and vodka and like going to the club and getting shit. Yeah, you start acting like me. (laughs) (laughs) This <laughs> is what you start doing. Just pounding cigs and Red Bull and vodka. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, again, we can't stress enough. Like, there was a glory days for backup dancers, and this was it. He was, like, one of the top guys, you know, at that time. It reminds me of 20 Feet from Stardom, the the documentary, um, when they talk about, like, it's about backup, backup singers. singers. Yeah, right, and right. Judith mm-hmm. Hill, who was the backup singer for Michael Jackson, she was going to do, like, a duet for him. And, like, you know, everyone kept saying, like, and if you watch This Is it you know the documentary about the last tour that that never happened like everyone's like yes like this really is it like you can't get any bigger than this and then of course yeah he dies before this is it can happen it like pretty much ruined judith hill's career it's really sad um but yeah 20 feet from stardom check it out not really relevant Mm -hmm. to backup dancing but relevant in the fact that you can like just seeing how successful and how big people that whose names you'll never know are Right. You know? well, and but this is this is it is also highly recommend I would highly recommend it. It's pretty fascinating a ton of behind the scenes and there is some really good backup dancer audition moments right. and you see how many people are auditioning to be with Michael all Jackson. over the world. Yeah. From and all they over just the world. so many people get cut. So the people that really make it. Again, we're re- we're really like pumping up. We're really K-10, ramping right? ra- ramping up. K- <laughs> right, he was a fucking good dancer. Okay, he was fucking good at dancing. And uh, but also <laughs> before he got with Britney Spears, didn't he also have kids uh, of his own? Yes. Yeah, so he had. So he's. This is just a random thing. I watched an interview with, with him with uh, on Vlad TV. Right. Um, which is a, which, which was is interesting good. that he was on that. Yeah, Vlad. Vlad kind of 
is mainly a rap guy, but he's been branching out into some. I don't know. He he did an Aaron Carter interview that was really good, um, and he did this <laughs> Kevin Federline. But so Shar Jackson um, was a star before, and she was on Moesha. Okay. And he had two kids with her, so it was very interesting. He had two kids with Brittany, two kids with Shar, and then two kids with his current wife. So he's, so he's good he's for two. Father. Like, 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 good for two. Yeah, he's good for two, like at least in a relationship. <laughs> Say what you want about him, but he's good for at least yeah. two kids per. Uh, is yeah. kind of his deal. But then, so I watched the show, and I'm getting a little ahead of ourselves because we're going to talk about all the stuff that Kevin Federline's done in TV. But um, when he met Britney Spears, they there was a TV show called Chaotic, or it was like happened right after, and it's like a reality show that follows their relationship. It starts with just Britney's life, and then she mm-hmm. starts dating him th- like during the show, and it becomes mostly like their show. But they met at a nightclub. It's really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so me, yeah, like yeah. being a, can you imagine? I mean, well, again, it it can't be that weird. Again, like the narrative to me always was that Kevin Federline was just some guy that ended up like getting with Britney Spears and everyone thought he was a scumbag and was mooching off of her because he didn't have any kind of career. And that just wasn't true. Like they met in a nightclub. Now, if he was just some schlub, that would be fucking amazing. <laughs> but no. Right, right. I always was under the misconception that he was her dancer. And I guess that adds its own sort of level of drama to be like, ooh, she's like the boss is fucking their employee kind of thing. Right. The tables are turned. But but even though knowing that and I'll admit that I hadn't really I definitely didn't know who he was before. And so I didn't really know exactly the extent of his dancing ability. But regardless, there's no denying that there's a huge gap in uh, fame. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> no. She is so much more famous than him. And it is interesting because sometimes celebrities do that. Sometimes super famous celebrities marry people that just absolutely are not connected in any way, don't have that kind of name for themselves. Right. Um, and sometimes it just totally goes under the radar. But I think that maybe this one didn't because in part Britney was there was a lot of scrutiny in her life. And there was there is something about the look of the two. What shall we say? It, yes, because it, it, it's, it's 2000, <laughs> early 2000s, like trashy fucking look, dude. But it's yeah. funny that, that you mm-hmm. said that sometimes famous people uh, marry people that aren't in, involved. Like, I literally just saw a clickbait like thing the other day that was like 10 movie stars that married regular people. And like the way that they <laughs> yeah. say, like, like, oh, you're not a movie, they're just regular. And these are like gorgeous people married to like eight list right. stars, but they're just regular. Right. But but, yeah. uh, but but you also do hear a lot about how if you are, say, not if you're not in some way involved in that, it can be a bit jarring for the partner to be like, wow, my spouse right. is just there's so much more attention paid to them. Well, and know, also not necessarily in a normal relationship. Yeah. I also feel like there's like a, a trope sometimes with celebrities where they are married to a celebrity, but then they like have an affair with like the nanny, you know, or it's like mm-hmm. the, yeah. like a regular mm-hmm. person, uh, so to speak. So w- when they meet each other, it's like a whirlwind romance kind of a thing. And on their show, Chaotic, which is the perfect fucking title for this show. Really great show. Only five episodes, but like 
That's a goal. I didn't know about that show until we were going to do this episode. It's golden. It's it, We're going to post really it. Good. I'll post all the episodes on our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash culturedumps. But uh, yeah, because it's great because what the show is, and like this is kind of like the bulk of the relationship too. Like this is like the biggest thing that we got out of I mean, they of course had children. That's a little bigger than a, a little short-lived TV show. But as for us as fans... What 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 we really got out of Kevin Federline and Britney Spears' relationship is this show chaotic, and it's you know Britney Spears with a handheld camera like filming her day to day stuff, and really once they start dating and they're in the show together, the whole show feels like the lead up to a sex tape, like it's literally mm-hmm. just like like them turning the camera on. So it's like I I love you, I fucking love you. It's like I love right. you too, and like they're smoking, like cheering <laughs> champagnes, and it's like okay, like we gotta go, and then like uh-huh. turning off the camera, like the whole thing feels like a sex tape's about to happen, and then it never does. Also, just you know, as we were saying in our sex tape episode, the Paris Hilton one has the night vision, and so right. Brit- <laughs> Britney uses Britney uses a lot of night vision in hers. So that weird that in itself is this kind of time thing of just. The, the the night vision technology and the green with the the black yes. and the lots of shadows so everything looks a little alien and weird yeah um, not so sexy she, <laughs> not sexy at all as with the Paris Hilton one um, unless you're into aliens and we're not kink shaming you <laughs> yeah, yeah non um, non consensual filming but, of sexual acts right right <laughs> yes. lest we um, forget but uh, I did th- there is this one thing she says. Uh, because I think that in a sort of her taking in all this fame is that she even says in the start of, uh, I think the first one before she's with Kevin Federline is just how mm-hmm. she wants someone who really isn't a part of that. Right. Who isn't a Justin Timberlake who isn't so super famous, but who could still, who, who I think she says he still gets it. Yes. Yeah. But isn't Which is kind just of like poignant. a list, you know. Yeah. yeah, and that that's kind of like a I mean, it doesn't seem like a tall order, but like her world like to be that famous, you're on another planet. Like you're living yeah. a, a a kind of life that a very small handful of people throughout history have lived. And I mean and yes, there's a lot of famous people, but to be that famous, like to be Britney Spears famous, Michael Jackson famous, Elvis famous, like she's up there in the ethos she, with with them. She, yeah, and like yeah. that. Yeah, so like I I love like the kind of innocence of like I just really want just like a normal guy, you know, just a regular guy that's not jaded by all this, but he will of course have to be able to withstand this fucking insane right. life that I lead. Right. You so know? so that's kind of a so the closest thing you could do is is get a yeah, backup dancer back- because right. it's like. Or, well, you, you're, you know. you're not really famous, but like you get it. Like that's yeah. like the most normal of a guy you could be to and be, date Britney Spears, right? Or like maybe you're like her guitar player or something. Yes, like exactly. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. Also, I do want to say, and I think that people are aware of this, but her, you know, she's from Louisiana, and her Southern accent, you know, when you see like kind of an official Britney Spears interview, you know, on TV, she hides it. She she rolls it back. So yeah. much, but then on this chaotic, she is just that's like how she really talks, and she's and southern so cute. as 
fuck. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying she's so Southern. Yeah, like, no, she's no, got totally. This, like, Louisiana accent. It's way anyway, endearing. It's super endearing. And it's also kind of like lends itself more to this image we keep saying they have where it's just like slamming cigs and drinks and like, you know, really like getting a little crazy, like starting to yeah, experiment because she's like, oh, think, fucking crazy. Like, you know, like, yeah, I, I think that like the redneck thing is was definitely thrown around because I think that maybe. Maybe his normalness is just sort of like, well, you know what? Fuck it. This this is who I am kind of yeah. moment. Yeah. And I don't have to be this perfect little thing. And so I'm just going to hang out with my backup dancer guy. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And fuck it. Yeah. And like, you know, and she talks about sex a lot in that in the first episode specifically, like she's going around asking like her, all of like, like the fucking security guards, like even JC Chazé from fucking NSYNC, uh, like who, who was touring with her as the opening act. But like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, she asked him, like, she's like, what's your favorite sex position? What's your favorite? What's y'all's favorite sex position? What do y'all like doing in the bedroom? And like, she, she's like bringing it. She's like, God, I need to find a man. And like, it, 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 it's like really fucking cute. And like, it, and then like, then she gets with, with K fed and like the partying gets ramped up a bit. And I'm can't say for sure if she was, if they were taking like, drug drugs together i mean it's probably safe to assume that maybe a little bit but there's a great part where britney turns the camera on her face and she's making faces at herself in the camera and she's like oh scared myself like she's like like and she kind of means it like and she's like like she's like doing like what you would do if you were like on mushrooms for the first time like and you were brave enough to stare in the mirror you know it's like she's like doing that kind of thing but it didn't last long their their relationship no, it didn't. And um and I mean another just crazy thing is that I mean they got married within or engaged within something like 4 months of them dating. So, oh yeah, god. World, I bet her whole team world, is freaking out during that. Yeah, of course, of course. Um and yeah, so he had two two uh children, two sons with her, but then the thing about it is like around this time this is, is like then, 2004 to 2006 ish is like yeah, the, this, the hot this, spot. So this is this is like boosting. This is now boosting his his profile, right? And you see him, and and here's the thing. It's like when we said, you know, we did our whole thing. We're not going to give an opinion, but he does. He does kind of have the look, uh, let's say, of your classic, the classic, <laughs> <laughs> like a classic deadbeat boyfriend look. He just kinda, absolutely he just gives. He gives the vibe of like what were you saying, Ryan? Like the guy that um, when they're waiting in line at oh, Walmart. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Everyone knows this guy, and this this is this could be a guy of any color, creed. It doesn't matter. It's just the kind of guy that you are when you're in line at an amusement park, and it's like a long line. And it's fucking hot, and you're behind a guy wearing like a four X shirt, even though like he could probably comfortably wear like a medium, and he's just mm-hmm. like holding his girlfriend from behind like every little step of the way in the line yeah, they're stepping together at the and he has like time. a towel over his shoulder like yeah. no, no matter I mean, what like and he, like Kevin, also he's got like you know there's like the there's like the look at like the certain like deadbeat dad like tattoos where it's like you have like some woman's name on your neck and that's not the woman that you're with by any means <laughs> like you know what i mean like you definitely always have like a towel with you like t- it, yeah it's like a, i yeah, don't know what the I thing mean, with the towels is it's not to clean up baby spit up because rarely do you see the deadbeat dad with the kids 
I mean, I think in his case, he's definitely, you know, fashion sense kind of modeling, you know, trying to look like a rapper at the time. Well, yeah. And we're going to find out later that he he is a rapper, but um, <laughs> don't give him too much yeah. credit. <laughs> I'll, I'll, here's here's the credit I'll give him. I'll say that peak K fed when he was, you know, his hottest. That's that's like exactly what that whole white boy summer thing was about. <laughs> like, I feel like that is that. Which never made it to the summer, by the way. I feel yeah. like yeah, no. I feel like Chet Hanks said it too soon in like March, and then by the time summer rolled around, everyone forgot it. Yeah, but we, Kevin we, we don't need that. We, we, you know what? White boys don't he, do well in the summer, anyways. Trust me. <laughs> but he exemplifies white boy summer. Yes, for yes, sure, a- absolutely. And he's had kind of like a uh, two, like two decade long fucking white boy summer. <laughs> it's like yeah. kind of what, what also his life big is like. big fedora guy, big fedora guy. And I remember that Britney Spears had a fedora moment. Oh, so she I wore fedoras. If, She's been in fedoras. I wonder on who, stage. if this was like a mutual thing, if. If one tipped the other <laughs> one way, um, but he it just spreads like a virus. Yeah, but he kind of has a he would do an ill fitting fedora or like just maybe like the suit. But then the suit doesn't like he will wear a suit, but then the suit doesn't quite fit. Yeah, like a court proper, suit, a court, like a court it, suit, yeah. like, you know, like uh, you, you just mm-hmm. got it. Like You didn't have time to have it taken in or anything like that. But or like he would be or like a a a suit like wearing a suit but then having a beanie. Oh, on right. Top, which was a thing. I think I think Ashton Kutcher was doing that a lot too. I mean, he wasn't the only guy doing it, but the suit with the beanie and then maybe like sneakers. Sneakers, yeah. Yo, de- you know. yeah, de- definitely all all of that stuff. But also, you know, during this time like cuz I I think really him being with Britney Spears like kind of took him out of the backup dancer world like no one was gonna have him because now he's known as fucking k-fed he's he's britney's boyfriend so he really wasn't doing dancing anymore from that point on for anyone else because if you have kevin federline on stage with you everyone's like that's fucking the guy that's dating britney spears you know what i mean like so it kind of takes away from the whole show but he did start modeling Right, and he's I, he actually appears in one of her perfume ads uh, as okay. this kind of angel guy that I guess <laughs> it's her love interest. But um, you make a good point about him not dancing anymore because basically at this point, now the F- Britney K-Fed item in itself becomes this extremely huge paparazzi moment and this is really where the dump is and that's why people know about it is because the paparazzi just couldn't stop snapping pictures of everything they were doing and um you know this vlad interview he said that sometimes they would leave the house at four in the morning and there'd be 15 to 20 cars just a caravan everywhere they went just to get pictures of of them and and kfet yeah and i mean that's been her fucking life and that leads to this fucking breakdown and it's like the more you say like leave us alone the more angry you get the more the flashes go off it's a vicious Mm -hmm. fucking cycle you know and like again it it would be really fucking easy for us to just do a whole big britney spears thing but that's not a culture dump and that's not what you're listening to kevin federline is a fucking culture dump right but basically what happened is, you know, and there are other things, uh, you know, that happened in her life. But you could definitely argue that the Federline romance and then this 
even more than possibly you could imagine increase in paparazzi is definitely ingredients in this so-called Britney meltdown. Absolutely. Yeah. So he, he really kind of was right there in those moments. Um, to what degree exactly? I will, I don't, I don't exactly know. And I don't, I I'm familiar with some of the Britney Spears stuff. I don't know like a ton of details about that actual like 2007 era breakdown and everything that went into it. The head shaving and and all that stuff. Yeah. But he, he really, he really was there for that. And because in part was that they, it, it definitely probably wasn't a good idea for them to, I mean, it was kind of a whirlwind romance. And so just as quickly as it started, it starts to fizzle out, you know. I mean, I think that they were only married for two three, years, or yeah, t- like two, 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 three years together, like that, two yeah. years, maybe married for less, but you know, already had two children. And so, part of what happened is that you know he they had a a custody battle for the two children amidst this divorce, and um, I believe that also while this was happening, because of the the so called breakdown, is when. You know, her dad like sort of, I guess, initiated the conservatorship. So she's getting she's getting hit with all this crazy shit. And because of that happening and because it's so public and she shaved her head, blah, blah, blah. Federline in the divorce, he ended up getting twenty thousand dollars a month from her in child support, which is extremely (laughs) unprecedented that that the father gets the money it is and the almost kids. always yeah. the other way or, oh no he also got sole custody of right. their two children well she wasn't um, at the time i mean and again it's not necessarily her fault by any means you know mental health is is a fucking bastard sometimes but you know it's like yeah it like in this specific instance it seemed like a better idea to give fucking kevin federline the kids because britney was going off and it's that's another unfortunate thing about fame at this level it's like very rarely uh do courts rule in the favor of the super famous one because it's just not a a solid lifestyle you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it's you're always traveling you're always going around like there's no like taking you to school and picking you up kind of a thing there's either like you drop everything and even then it's like life after fame where is she now and then they still fucking follow you you know so it's it's you know if you have to pick between the the one that's you know world fucking famous doing world tours every fucking year and then shaving your fucking head attacking paparazzis with an umbrella or just the guy who's just lame you know but loves his kids already has kids you're gonna get into that guy i mean he not getting that twenty thousand a month and getting sole custody. I mean, he's he's kind of like the divorce, the hero to divorced dads, right? I mean, yeah. that's like he's like the deadbeat king. Yeah, you should have him like on your mantelpiece. Like, I hope I get a piece <laughs> like KFED. But really, and what? But also, what you're saying, I do think that at the same time, you know, I mean, I guess we are getting into sort of our opinions on the matter, but. Maybe looking back on it, you know, in retrospect, you know, maybe you should have just fucking left Britney alone. And, you know, I don't yeah. know. I guess the whole thing is it seemed like she, be, there's also a thing sometimes with famous people where it's just like, oh, well, they have a lot of money. So let's just go after and try to. Here's a yeah. court case. Here's an opportunity. I think I don't know if you heard about Dr. Dre. Uh, he, he, oh, him, he's, his, his, he's on the line for like a billion dollars or something. Right. Well, they got his him and his wife got divorced. And I think the settlement is his wife is going to receive three hundred thousand dollars a month from him um, until 
they like come to a different agreement or until he dies. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, what so, what are, I mean that's that's the that's the nature of the beast, you know what I mean? Like it, it is what it is. And you know what? Like Yeah, it's a who's to say what 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 is too much? What is it? I mean, obviously like, you know, if they were just normal folks, no one would be ordered to pay twenty thousand dollars a month, but it, it's like I, I guess no, that there is a, a there is kind of a thing like le like legality wise where it's like well no you're responsible to give enough money to maintain the lifestyle that they've been provided you know it's like you like they, you can't True. just go from you know being you know in the biggest mansions with the most money in the world and private cars and all this stuff to nothing even though like yes you fucking can you'll survive but like. No, like the court usually rules to be like, well, you're, you, they're, the kid's life needs to have some semblance to what they're used to. Otherwise, it'll be, you know, mm -hmm. a big shock to the system or something like that. But, you know, so there it is. Right. And, and yeah, fucking Federline, you know, made all this money. But he wasn't going to take it laying down because he was going to start his own little music career right around this right. same time. Mm -hmm. You know, because now mm -hmm. he's got all his free time. Because, I mean, yes, he's got to raise kids, but he's also getting all his money. So, like, he doesn't have to fucking, like, earn it. So he can and go hit the studio and hire a babysitter. Pretty well connected in the music industry just by having been around Britney Spears. You right. Know, that's a pretty good in. Well, back then, um, I, I feel like back then, like if you were like kind of one of these like sideline celebrities, kind of like what he was, you know, essentially like it was a big thing to like, oh, put out an album, put out a song. Now they wouldn't do that because you would just lose tons of money on the album. Now what they would do is he would be doing like public appearances and like DJ sets at places. Mm -hmm. And he'd be like Kevin Federline DJing tonight at like Which... blah, blah, blah club. Yeah. Which actually now he is a DJ, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so he transitioned. <laughs> um, but yeah, at the time there was sort of you know what was it? Uh, some of the Real Housewives. Uh, I can't remember her name, but she had that song "Don't Be Tardy to the Party." That's a oh, great yeah. song. Oh, there's also the Real uh, Housewives one uh, that had the song about um, it was like super racist against Asians. It's like something I want to be a ninja. Uh, oh, yeah, take me down to Chinatown. Um, it was awful. Yeah, t uh, Tila Tequila did a song. Um, Paris oh, Hilton, yeah. "Stars Are Blind." "Stars Are Blind," great song. Well, and Paris Hilton's um, one of the top paid DJs in the fucking world. Yeah, and uh, yeah, she's a DJ too. So yeah, I mean, really, it's just like you can still earn a lot of money, and you have to do it. You can just do a lot less, right? Um, but but I remember this song that came out. I mean, I think he released an entire album, but the single was called "Popo Zal." Popo's out. Let's just play a little clip of that real quick. Yeah. In Portuguese, it means bring your ass on the floor and we will pass. I want to see a kitty and a little bit of titty. Want to know where I go when I'm in your city? Girl, don't you worry about all the dough. Because the cat is coming straight out of the nose. Ready to rock them shows all the way in Rio. Bring that Brazil booty on the flow. That shit. So um, shout out to Kyle Mabson, <laughs> DJ Kyle Mabson, who uh, has done like some of our collage work, um, you know, for our, th our thumbnails and stuff. He like I've heard him drop Popo Zhao at events like multiple times. Like, gonna, it, it, it was to, a goof song. It's a it's a goof. But I'm going to have to say I remember when it first came out and whatever headset, what headspace I was in at the time. 
music wise <laughs> i remember being absolutely i hate this and i you know i'm a little maybe i'm a little high on my horse oh i hate you know this yeah. type of fame blah 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 and i re-listening to it, i was like this shit's kind of goes in i was about to say <laughs> dude i think popo zao had more of an impact on you than you think dude if you if you listen to it's, your group dip and you listen to popo yeah. zao they're they're they don't necessarily uh, live in the same country but they're definitely well, on the same no. planet <laughs> but to, but I will say what's interesting is that the beat something that I definitely did not know realize at the time is like the beat is like a f Brazilian favela funk style beat and I mean I think Popo Zao in is some sort of like Brazilian pro Portuguese slang for just like big booty or something oh it's gotta um, be for it's, it has but, to be about butt yeah but I will say that I'm gonna give him some credit I mean and just from me I hadn't I had not heard of this genre the favela funk or the baie funk until maybe like five or six years ago and so i mean he put this song out in 2006 the head of his totally time has he's i mean at least to people <laughs> who, who aren't brazilian <laughs> I'm, i mean the, the genre has been around for a long time yeah, yeah but yeah. my only guess is that i think maybe he you know he, he traveled around he probably went to brazil and was like wow i like this style or and, uh, someone I guess was what like, saying, what do you think about this? And like threw on a beat for him. And he's like, Popo's out. And like, that was it. <laughs> you know You're I mean? right. I think I just exposed myself as a huge like, hipster you, that. Yeah, like you think he's like Anthony that, Bourdain, that like, like, <laughs> like searching the globe for rare, uh, you know, unturned stones of pop culture. <laughs> like, I think because what I'm admitting is that Kevin Federline discovered a genre of music before me. So I have to justify it by saying that he <laughs> kind of knew what he was doing. Right, um, <laughs> but, but there's but also a lot of video kind of, of this too. Like, there, there's videos of him in the studio, and he's like explaining. He's like, you know, it's like Popo's out, right? It's like Popo's out, mm -hmm. and like they'll like play it, and he's just like sitting there, like doing like the studio thing where you you kind of just like you're jamming it and feeling it and bobbing your head, rubbing your chin, like rubbing his little like deadbeat dad like chin hair, and like mm -hmm. dude. And it's so funny. We keep saying deadbeat dad. Like, no, this guy raised these fucking kids. Like, he still raises the no, kids. I know. No, it's the image, and it's funny that we. It's the we image. Yeah. This episode of being like, let's not. Y'all shouldn't be so quick with your opinions, and now just keep thinking about all the shit talking we're doing. <laughs> um, it's just the image. I mean, even like the his album cover of the album, it's kind of him. It's like the. I feel like the loosened tie is like a very specific vibe that right. you know you still have it around your neck. I feel like it's supposed to represent some sort of like Frank Sinatra old school masculine thing, but then yeah, like we're I getting like a little crazy, tie, a little sexy, yeah. Because then, because Avril Lavigne was, did the loose ties, so then it kind of became hey. this like this like <laughs> punk thing. <laughs> I'm just saying the loose tie was another thing, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> lost in time. But but uh, Britney now, okay, I mean, according to Federline, Britney was very supportive of his music career. That might be hard to corroborate. Um, but there was this, I found this random little tidbit about there, the guy who produced Popo's Owls, this guy named Disco D. And he actually, speaking of another kind of weird subgenre of music, he helped DJ Godfather uh, popularize Detroit ghetto tech, which is a pretty oh, fun, yeah. crazy style of music. So this guy was kind of this like very like up and coming, promising producer, uh, but he had extreme bipolar disorder and he committed suicide at the age of 26. So I kind of went on this weird disco D rabbit hole Crazy. from Popo Zhao. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. And it ends up. Yeah. You know, it starts with Popo Zhao ends with suicide. Um, not not in every case. But yeah. And then but now with the onset of his album and, you know, 
having a year apart from Britney and, and that's, you know, now she's kind of, you know, whereas the relationship that they had was kind of the main focus of the paparazzi when it came to Britney Spears. Now that they're separated, the main focus of the paparazzi on Britney Spears is back to her. So Kevin Federline is his own celebrity persona now, and he's doing his yeah. own kind of thing, but he still has this reputation of being, you know, kind of like a scummy, like deadbeat dad, like thing. That's just how, yeah. how he was mm-hmm. framed, but he starts making television appearances yes. and his career starts rolling, but not necessarily in like a way, like not uphill, <laughs> you know, but it starts rolling. I mean, he's it's this. I mean, this is where we get. This is why this is the dump, right? Because as opposed to getting into say the the nitty gritty of like the Britney Spears legal battles, um, this is the dump because now this guy is famous and it's a bit of an anomaly. Yeah. And then you do your things, and then it seems like I mean, we need to do a tally of how many dumps are on WWE. Oh yeah, or how many like come across it. that is that's like a mark of like. That is certainly like a mark of you're famous enough to like get your ass kicked like one time on professional <laughs> wrestling, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that's but that's not even what really that. happened with, with him. He he. Well, and we'll, we'll get to that because I, I want to just like fire off some of the other things he was on. But yeah, that, that's the thing with WWE. And also, folks, uh, we have gotten this email a couple times. We always ask for suggestions. Uh, you can stop sending this one in. Yes, we will do the XFL at some point. Um, so just, <laughs> yeah. just while it's on my brain. But he was on the Drew Carey show. Uh, he was in You Got Served, which makes total sense considering that that's a dance movie. He was a dancer. Yes. He was on Will and Grace. That is an odd fit. Uh, you know, it's, you couldn't get Britney, so you get Kevin Federline. He's on CSI, uh, what the fuck, One Tree Hill. Again, the, no, Will and Grace, CSI, One Tree Hill. Why are you having Kevin Federline but, on? He must have had the best fucking agent in the world at that just, time. They're they're big shows, and you get him. and Because it, it's totally that effect of like, oh, we got Kevin Federline. Like, Ooh, it's a name. It's Kevin. Ooh, great. You know, it's just part of that. I mean, we see that shit all the time still. Right. Just kind of. And like a show know, like feature, CSI yeah. or even Law and Order, it would make sense because you could be like the one like thug that they press for information in like a scene. And that's like your cameo or like you could be like a guy like getting burned in a drug dealer and then running away from the cops. And that's your scene. Like or it could you be could really be quick. the heartthrob that's that steals the heart of the prom queen because that's basically what he did in real life. Yes. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Uh, He was in the onion movie, which is funny because you have your note here that says that you didn't know that existed. I didn't either until I found a copy of the onion movie on the ground. Uh, (laughs) on one of my walks and I was like I'll take this haven't watched it but he's in that also what I found uh, this is a total aside but one of my favorite stories I'm probably going to get a little bit wrong is uh, about Mark Twain and how Mark Twain famously made a bar bet that he could write a story in six words and everyone was like no you can't and and the story is something like uh, baby shoes for sale never worn and like that right, just like right. made it. But mm-hmm. I found when I found that onion DVD, it was in a box of DVDs on the ground outside someone's house that said free. And every other DVD was a baby DVD. And I was thinking about Mark Twain is like <laughs> baby DVDs <laughs> for free. Never watched. But uh, yeah. anyway, that is yeah. so not what we're here to talk mm-hmm. about. Um, he was in the Weezer pork and beans video. Um, right. Which is. But that was kind of like a, a Tosh.0-esque like video where, where they just got a ton of kind of. Fame, internet famous, YouTube famous, kind of sort right. of the one hit, the 15 minutes of fame type 
people in their videos. Right, kind of like the uh, Ariana Grande like boys video where there's just like every fucking person in it. Right. Um, also, he, he was in the classic, unforgettable, everyone's seen it, 2009 film American Pie, The Book of Love. Who could forget right. The Book of Love? Also, I thought The Book of Love was called The Game by Neil Strauss. <laughs> hey, that's, that's a, a double reference. Yeah, that's a double reference to. Culture, um, one of the one of the craziest things that I, I found he was on was he was on because I do remember this because also you know now that you're in Britney's world you're never out of the paparazzi's world you're always worth mm. some money to get a picture of you so you know I remember seeing him kind of getting a little chunky not super fat or anything but a little like you know as I'm sitting on my high horse here. Um, but he was on Celebrity Fit Club in 2007, which is like, you know, a weight loss competition show. And that didn't really work out. So then later he was on a, a weight loss show in Australia. Uh, I forgot what, what, what it was called exactly, but he had to be hospitalized for heat exhaustion. He got so fucking, you know, fucked up doing these, like one of the challenges that he literally had to go to the hospital. And like, I was thinking like that kind of shit really wouldn't happen on like one of these American weight loss shows, especially not now. Now, I don't even think mm -hmm. now they would have a weight loss show. It, it speaks too much to like body shaming and stuff. But mm -hmm. like in Australia and in the UK, they have like really, really gnarly weight loss shows and like for example you know here it's like celebrity fit club in the uk i i found one it was literally called can chubby teens hunt and it's a show where they take like <laughs> six like really like overweight teenagers and put them in like the amazon with like a tribe and it's like okay you guys have to survive and they're just crying they're like i want my chips and like stuff like that and like it was a yeah again another this is a light dump folks but i have to throw in can chubby teens hunt and then the narrator would be like we took five tubby teens and like it's like really like layering it on but probably the most relevant thing that he had done um as far as like TV and all that stuff goes, that's relevant to how we're framing this is he was on a nationwide mutual insurance company commercial uh, that was shown during the Super Bowl where, you know, he's rapping about living it up and he's got a mansion and pool and it's fucking girls and like champagne and all that stuff. And it's super lavish. And then it flashes back like to reality and he's at a fast food place and then things like life comes at you fast, like, you know, be prepared. Yeah. And it's like him <laughs> now. And it's kind of like the joke where it's like, yeah, I was with Britney Spears, the most famous woman in the world. World. Now I'm just a really famous guy still. Like the joke wasn't really right. there, but mm -hmm. they were making it, you know. But obviously, you know, it's not. It's not too same. far. Yeah, it's not the. It's not uh, the same, but it's not. You know, I guess in like a in a world of a lot of money, um, going from you know all the mansions and stuff to getting twenty thousand dollars a month plus acting gigs and being right. on wrestling we didn't even talk about the wrestling because i wanted to skip over it because there's a lot there um so we'll get to that he had a long-running feud with john cena who is now like an a-list actor he's kind of becoming the second coming of you know dwayne the rock johnson you know in right, a way right. and uh he was on wwe several times he would botch matches like he'd come out and like 
you know, fuck up like with, with Cena or whatever and like get, make sure the other guy could win. Then he even had actual matches where he was billed against Cena and then another wrestler would come out and fuck up John Cena. So Kevin, like Kevin Federline won matches against John Cena. And at the time, wow. John Cena was kind of like the Federline of WWE because he was like baggy clothes, you know, fucking mm-hmm. with like an upside down visor and was like rapping yeah. and, and shit. Oh, and, like, yeah. <laughs> so, like, they kind of had, uh, you know, uh, very paralleled uh, things going on there. But he was on several times. So it's like there might there really honestly could have been a month where in the same month you would see Jared from Subway in a fucking WWE match and then see fucking Kevin Federline in that yeah. same month. Like, <laughs> it, it's crazy. I mean, the Jackass guys have been on there. ICP was part of WWE for, for a little while. So, yeah, like one day, maybe for a Patreon, we'll do like an episode where we just chart all of the dump connections to to WWE dump map. Yeah, like maybe just the or the times that ICP surfaces into the mainstream. And it's yeah. just like really funny <laughs> like for like two seconds. Dark like, phantoms. Oh, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. banshees. Exactly. But Kevin Federline now, um, I, I was reading up because, again, you know, there's all this stuff with, with Britney Spears' conservatorship. And, and if you folks uh, don't know what that is, very simply put, and I'm, you know, I'm not a fucking lawyer or a doctor or anything, but very simply put, it's where your funds and a lot of major decisions that you could make for yourself, like business wise, it mostly has to do with money. Um, are the like the responsibility is given to someone else, taken away from you. So now your money is being given to you from a third party that has been put in control of your estate. And everything else because you can't be trusted to manage it properly on your own mm-hmm. due to mental mm-hmm. illness or some unforeseen circumstance. And that's what right, happened. Right. But Britney Spears, you know, while she did, you know, struggle with stuff, a lot of it had to do with the trappings of fame, you know, and it right. only was compounded and made worse and worse the more attention was given to it. But, you know, and I, it was given to her dad. And, you know, we, we all know, I mean, stretching back to the fucking, um, uh, oh, God, what what's the name of the law? We, we're going to have the guy... Uh, well, there, there, there is a law protecting, you know, kids from their parents in show business, uh, you know, and, and, and the guy that um, right. played Uncle Fester in the original Adams Family, the law was named after him because when he was a child star, his parents stole everything from him. He had nothing and he had to work uh, his whole yeah. life. And, and that's yeah. like, I think, is it just Uncle or Jackie Cooper Law? Jack, Jackie Coogan. Coogan, yeah, Coogan's law. That, that's what it is. Yeah, Coogan's yeah, law. Coogan's yeah. law, and like that's um, kind of the, that's kind of the same thing. And it's like you know, if you're gonna have a conservatorship, it should be someone kind of like objective, like not necessarily too close to the project, because right. you know, it, it, it'd well, be the, really easy for a crooked dad to be right. like, well, it's my daughter, I know what's best for her, and then just and steal, then, yeah. you know. But then, and then also the, I think the controversy is now she's successfully had a comeback. She's had quite a few hits since said meltdown some huge tours um so by all intents and purposes it's like she's been back so the fact that she hasn't regained control yeah is i think that's the issue with these things is that say maybe there was some sort of quote reason good intention for doing it in the first place but then they seem to always overextend Exactly. Uh, and now now she won't work because she's like, why should I fucking be making money for like 
this whole network of people that like control everything for me. And then she even just recently like announced that she's retiring from music completely. But mm-hmm. Kevin Federline being interviewed about all of this, bringing it to now, um, you know, he wishes her the best. And he's like, you know, he's like, I, it doesn't seem like it's a good thing that's happening. He's like, at the time, yes, it seemed like she needed help. It seemed like she was in a bad place, you know, um, but she's great with the kids. Like for, for the kids sake, I hope that she, you know, gets us all worked out and like gets the help that she needs and the way that she wants it you know he's very supportive and again like you know at at the top of this episode we were really ragging hard on the deadbeat dad thing it's all about the way he looks if he didn't look like fucking such like one of the guys that would hang out with james franco's character in spring breakers then we wouldn't fucking be saying all this shit we should just admit that it's just the you know we're judging the book by its cover um, yeah, which you whatever. shouldn't do, but just it, his look, his you just if you don't remember, go look up the pictures of him in 2004, 2006, the pictures with Britney. I mean, right. and just to compare, if you like remember when Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake had that iconic like denim, denim. all yeah. head to toe. And you're like, that's that's a fucking look. And then you yeah. look at the like Britney or Britney Kevin looks and you're like that, you know, just. That's a look, too. Just a different kind (laughs) of look. Yeah. But, yeah, now he's a DJ. But I think he is – and, you know, he still is famous. And it sounds like he is still making a living as a DJ. And apparently he can get pretty good money for it wherever – in some fucking Central American city, port city, you know. I'm still getting – I'm still – you know, he's probably still getting some of that uh, kid money. But that's that's the dump. child support. Yeah. And then that's the dump, folks. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Like so, that, that, that's that, that's K Fed. We, we you know we we had to plug him in because you know this Britney thing. Like we love anything pop culture, and not all of it is considered a culture dump. But when there is something so relevant happening, a revolutionary moment in pop culture, we always want to find the dump within. And with this free Britney movement, the dump within is Kevin Federline. And so, Truly. with that being said, for exclusive. Culture Dumps and Podcast 99 content. Make sure you subscribe to patreon.com slash culture dumps. Follow us on Instagram at culture dumps. And if you have a suggestion or a question, concern, any of that stuff, go on over and send us an email to culture dumps at gmail.com. I'm Ryan Lichten. And I'm Parks Miller. And if you eat it up, then we dump it out.